You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Colton's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 113. I am your host, excuse me, 114. I always screw up the numbers, don't I? I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a great show for you this week. A couple guests for you. As you know, we will have Casey Campbell from Temptation Island on every week going forward until the finale. Uh, She will be on the back end of every podcast, and we'll have a regular podcast guest every week. Before we get started, wanted to tell you that today's podcast brought to you by Brilliant Earth. It's the global leader in ethically sourced fine jewelry. Create your own custom engagement ring. Or choose from their unique designs made by master jewelers and enjoy free shipping on all U.S. orders. From now until February 3rd, you receive a complimentary pair of diamond studs with the purchase of an engagement ring. To see terms for this special offer and to shop all of Brilliant Earth selections, go to BrilliantEarth.com slash Steve. So like I said, two guests this week. First up is Kate Casey. You probably know her from the Reality Life podcast. She's a stand-up comedian. She's an author. She's a mother of five children. We get into that. We talk about her favorite reality shows. We talk about Colton a little bit. No spoilers, even though she is spoiled for the season. I don't believe we talk about spoilers. I can't remember if we did. I don't don't believe we did. Um, But she is well aware of what happens this season. She has a few few good takes on, on Colton's season and Colton's women this season. As always, please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. It is much appreciated. It helps with the podcast, and it's something that, going forward is something that always will keep the podcast going and i you know we're going to keep this going as long as we can also um the episode 14 of the he said she said podcast with me and ashley spivey dropped this past tuesday please take a listen to that that was a good one and episode 15 obviously coming in two weeks if you want to be a part of that or part of any future podcast with uh, me and ashley Ashley and I, I'm never going to get that right. I swear until the end of time, I'm never getting that right. So don't give me shit for it. Email us, DM us, let us know what time zone you're in. Let us know the best times you can record, what your situation is, and we'll find a time to work out and uh, get you on the show because I know a lot of people do want to come on. I have a list of people to get to, and hopefully we'll get to that. Um, over the next few episodes. Also, I, I want to w- bring up one thing before we get started uh, with our first guest, Kate Casey, and that's the whole Kaylin Hanna situation. I know a lot of you are emailing me about it, even after I wrote about it twice on Tuesday's recap and in Wednesday's reader emails. I know you're all looking for answers. Like, why do they not like each other? What happened? Was there, like, look, I've heard so many different things, it's impossible for me to report all of them because then it would just be, irresponsible and I know stuff is going to be coming out in the tabloids trust me I know they're digging and I know people are talking but you got to understand tabloids are getting their stories directly from one of those two people's camps 
So if you if you hear the story or a story comes out that, oh, my gosh, it's Hannah's fault. You, she's so crazy. She's jealous and all this stuff. That's coming directly from Kaylin's people and vice versa for Hannah. If it's against Kaylin, uh, it's coming from people in Hannah's camp or people that are anti Kaylin. So, again, it's just going to be a bunch of what who do you choose to believe? And just like anything in this world right now and anything when it comes to this franchise, if you already have in your mind that you like Kaylin, then no matter what is said against her negatively, you're not going to believe it anyway. And But if it's said against Hannah, I'm sure it would be like, oh, yeah, no, I can totally see that. And, by, and, this, and the same goes for the other side. If you're a, a fan of Hannah, you'll immediately dismiss anything negative, or anything negative said about her. So just keep an open mind. Uh, I don't know what's going to come out there or when it's coming out, but it's coming out. Like, there will be stories about what went down and what was said. and Because for two episodes, we've gotten nothing. Both of those girls have said the exact same thing of just generic, she's mean, toxic, manipulative. It's like, give us an example. Anybody can say that about anybody. But until you provide something of context, it's just it's a bunch of nothing. It's a bunch of just noise and doesn't really change anything. So... Who knows if it, I mean, like I said, it's going to come out whether or not you, who you choose to believe is, is up to you. Um, Like I said, I've heard both sides and, you know, I don't really know who to believe, but I've heard, uh, I I mean, if, if you, if you're, if I'm weighing it, I've heard more negative stuff about Kalen, but does that mean it's true? I don't know. I wasn't there. None of us were there. The only people that can really speak on it are people that were involved. And most people like that, they might speak to a tabloid, but they're probably not going to put their name behind it. So, you know, just like anything, if I, I highly doubt that friends of Kalen are going to tabloids trashing Kalen, and same goes for Hannah. When 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 the stories eventually come out, it's going to be obvious where they got their information from. So, but they're going to report it because that's what they do. They want people to. They just want to flame uh, the fire and. I mean, it's coming, so prepare yourself for it. But anyway, let's get started with podcast number 114. First up, you hear on the Reality Life podcast, uh, you've you've heard me on her podcast probably three or four times, um, so get ready for Kate Casey. Okay, let's get to our guest. You've heard her on the Reality Life podcast. She is a mommy. She's a blogger. She's a... I don't know if she still does stand-up comedy, but she did do that. She's an author. Uh, it's Kate Casey. Case, Kate, 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 how are you? <laughs> I'm great. Yeah, I still do stand-up, of course. Not so much blogging anymore. My podcast takes a – it's a full-time job now, so it's like that's my go-to. So, yeah, Reality Life with Kate Casey. I interview people from all reality shows. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about you first because I've been on your podcast a few times, and we've spoken about things, and – I think it's been discussed publicly. I think last year when the whole Ari thing went down and the pictures that got that you saw that you got uh, with Ari and Lauren, I think we've talked about that, didn't we? Um, we talk, I think we talked about it on my show. So basically I was out to dinner one night. I live in Newport Beach, California. Yeah. And it was right after the finale. And I got pictures from somebody who was at the montage. And it was uh, tables set up. It looked like a bachelor scene. And they said, Ari and Lauren are at the hotel, and I we just had drinks or hung out with a producer, and they said that they're getting engaged tonight. So I sent you the information, yeah. and I think you wrote about it, 
And to this day, I think, despite what happened on the after the rose ceremony, I think they actually had their real engagement that night at the hotel. And oh, then I think they just sort of pretended to, for it to play out on after the rose. Oh, so do I. I fully believe that that's what happened. Um, based on the setup, based on what you heard, based on the pictures, there's no other reason for them to set up and have production there at the montage. What was It was like a week before the after the final rose, maybe two weeks before. Um, it wouldn't have made any sense for that to happen. Um, why they wouldn't just say they did that then and just show a clip of it, I have no idea. But, yeah, I guess maybe we'll never get a, a real answer. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Ari and Lauren will address this at some point. But... Uh, if they haven't addressed it by now, you would think it's probably not going to be addressed since now they're married and they have a kid on the way. Like, what do they care about acknowledging whether they did or didn't at the montage? You know, I always got the impression that maybe they didn't announce it because they didn't expect the backlash that they were receiving right after word came out that he broke up with Becca. I don't think he expected that. So I think they, in retrospect, were like, well, let's just try to wrap this up with a bow. Yeah, it's very possible. But uh, when you sent me that and gave me the information and I ran with it and like we did talk about it on your podcast. Yeah, it was something that it certainly seems believable. It's not like it's this. Oh, my God, there's no way that happened. Like, why wouldn't it have happened that way? You know? Right. Um, Anyway, uh, I want to get a little background on you. Okay. uh, Before we get into your likes and dislikes and how you got started in all this, Uh, give everyone a background a little bit of who you are, where you're from, and, and kind of how you got started with all this. Okay, I'm from Pennsylvania, grew up in the Philadelphia area, actually worked doing legal PR, crisis media litigation for law firms for many, many years, moved to Los Angeles, continued to work, and then I started having kids. And as uh, on the side, I started writing television recaps, kind of sort of like fan fiction of Real Housewives, etc. But I've always been super obsessed with reality television and have almost like a weird savant thing where I can remember useless information about people on reality shows and celebrities. Hmm. So uh, I wrote recaps for a long time. And then Heather McDonald started reading my recaps, invited me on her podcast. And I just thought, you know what? I think I could create a podcast of my own where I could track down people on reality shows or interview people on reality shows and also ask people from varying varying places in life, like industries, ages, sex, whatever, to watch an episode of reality television and to review it. So it's sort of like a, like a buffet of reality TV. So I started that about two years ago, and it's still going strong. And I talk every week with people from all kinds of reality television shows and producers too. So I've had producers from Vanderpump Rules and The, the Real Housewives, American Ninja Warrior, 90 Day Fiance, tons of different shows um, reality stars like this week, this coming week's episode, I have a real housewives of Atlanta and a producer from Scientology in the aftermath. And then I have somebody reviewing the Marie Komodo show on Netflix and the fire festival documentary. So there's a lot going on in every episode and it's about 45 minutes to an hour. And it's like your weekly dose of all kinds of reality shows. Very good. And I I noticed that a lot of your guests are from, like you said, all walks of life in the reality show realm. Um, yes. Like you said, cover a, a ton of shows. When you say you were from Pennsylvania and then you moved to L.A., were you already married when you made the move or what made you make the move to L.A.? 
I had a job and the PR firm said, you can move to San Francisco or LA. I chose LA because I always wanted to live in Southern California. I met my husband on match.com. This was before people admitted to it. I said to my sister that I met her, him through friends. <laughs> I think she didn't know for like a good two years. I was his first date. Um, yeah. So we, we've been married for a long time and now we have, we have five kids under the age of nine. Yeah. I saw that. Um, you have a lot of kids. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and your your most recent one is is how old? She's 5 months. I call myself a baby hoarder. I just really like babies. Yeah, you do. There's no doubt about that. Uh I I don't know how you do that with 5 kids under the age of 9. And it's like it's almost like you're on a um on a set schedule here. It's like isn't it 9 7 5 3 and yeah. 5 months? Like That's correct. That's correct. So you're That's correct. So every 2 years you're you're ready to go. Are, are we are, are we done or are we still going? God, I hope not. No, I would love to, but I don't know if my husband will let me. But then again, I've made numbers three, four, and five happen. But I have to say this, that a lot of people, I get two questions. How do you have time to watch reality shows? If you love something, you make time for anything. And the other thing is that almost everybody, people of all walks of life watch reality shows. It's yeah. like celebrity gossip where they lie and they say, oh, I don't know, I don't. I don't read any of that, but then they have an opinion about everybody who's in a relationship in Hollywood. It's the same with reality shows. Oh, I never watched that garbage, but then they seem to know all the cast members of each show and they can pontificate on 90 day fiance. So there's that. And I also found that anywhere I go, people want to talk to me about a reality show. And that means, you know, mom's at school. I'm in the grocery store. Um, you know, I'm in the takeout line at a restaurant or I'm in the doctor's office. You would, the strangest places I get pulled aside and people want to talk about shows. So I think that for re reality television, it's not just for people who, um, you know, stay at home and pick their nose. It's for everybody. And there are, it's a whole spectrum of shows. So maybe if Vanderpump Rules is not for you, then maybe you love to see long lost family or born this way, or if you've really loved the real world, then you probably love this show. And I think that people who love reality shows are also the kind of people who love true crime, who love documentaries. So it's sort of the same kind of person. And I think it's because when it comes down to brass tacks, we all are, I like to think of us as anthropologists. So we have our own lives, our, our, you know, our kids, our families, our businesses, our own family history, and our own life experiences allow us to really look at someone else's life and figure them out and kind of peel the layers back. And I think that that's why we all love reality shows. And that's why I think that, you know, a show like yours where people really want to get down to the nitty gritty of all the contestants of The Bachelor, it's because we love to watch things from afar and sort of pick them apart and sort of see if we can figure it all out. We love being voyeurs is what it is. Yeah. We love to comment on other people's lives because we don't really want to talk about our own lives in and of itself. That's uh, not true. I'll talk <laughs> about my life. I don't have any problem with that. I just think that people, um, you know, you get kind of bored sometimes in your own life. You know, you go to the same school every day. You yeah. have the same job. Maybe you go out with the same friends all the time. You go to the same restaurants. So it's a nice little escape from your own life to go home and to turn on the television and to look at someone else's life. And let, let me not you know, forget to say that it is also an incredibly useful platform or, or, or medium to learn about people that are beyond, you know, the own circle of our life, people who live in different 
regions who have come from different races or genders or religions. Oh, for sure. Financial backgrounds. I think that's what I was kind of getting at was that, yeah, our lives are more boring than a lot of these people. So we like to watch their lives play out on and television. And it's easy to form an opinion from what we see on a television show, whether it's real or not. And that's where the line now gets drawn because of social media. It's now turned into, well, if we're watching the show, we're just going to comment on what they show us. And then obviously what they show us is heavily, heavily edited. And then the person involved that you're commenting on feels the need to comment back. Well, oh, well, you don't know that what really happened or whatever. It's like, okay, but we can't comment on that because that's not what was shown. And you can't get mad at us for commenting. And I think uh, I think we've talked about this with a lot of recent guests is a lot of these contestants I've noticed recently on reality shows don't know the difference between criticism and the haters. And I think there's a big difference between getting criticized and people hating on you. It's one thing for you to say a certain thing or act a certain way on a reality show and someone go on your Instagram comments and tell you you should fucking die or go to hell loser. That's a troll. That's hating. But if someone just criticizes what they saw on television and you said it, you can't get mad at them for that. And I think that's where the contestants kind of lose sight of things. Well, I also think maybe somebody who signs up for a show they often see the glory that comes with it. Yeah. Like they get all these Instagram followers, they get endorsement deals. And that's the the responsibility of the people that are producing the show. Or gosh, maybe they should hire us to sit down and say, okay, before you sign this contract, let's be really frank with you about what this opportunity is going to be like. You are going to have every aspect of your life picked apart. Every old photo is going to be posted. People are going to suggest different um you know, plastic surgery procedures that you need, yeah. that you should get rid of your husband. Like they need to really explain to them what the taxing toll it takes to be on these shows. And even if they did, those people would still probably dismiss the negatives and just focus on the positives of look at how much, look at how much more popular I can become. I can get Instagram followers. I can make money shilling teeth whitener now. Uh, but but until the negativity starts, then they realize, oh, crap, um, this is, you know, starting to affect me. And, yeah, I mean, the thing is, you can say to everybody, you know, be kind and don't troll out there. But you just no matter what you do, there's too many people out there. There's too many social media accounts. It's going to happen whether or not you get the greatest edit in the world and you think you didn't say anything wrong or do anything wrong on your season. Somebody out there will find something to pick about you, whether it's your hair color, the way you wear your hair, your makeup, your dress, your shoes that night, they'll find something and you got to be ready for it. And not basically 95% of these contestants aren't. I also feel like this season, let me know what you think. I'm starting to feel like, especially with this season of the bachelor, it's like a commercial, each person's commercial for Instagram. Like, like uh, if you, if you follow me on Instagram, this is like they're branding themselves. Like oh, yeah. this is what you're signing up for when you follow. And I miss the old days of the bachelor when people showed up for the, re the rose ceremony in pants <laughs> and they, uh, you know, didn't have a, a, a spray tan on and they didn't have lip filler. Those were some really fantastic days. And I think they're gone forever. I mean, it's just the way, I mean, because social media is a thing now and Instagram is such a thing now, I just don't think we're ever going to see those days again because every woman that goes on the show 
is very well aware of the people that came on the show before them and some of the success that some contestants have had before them in the Instagram shilling world. And they all think that that's going to be me. I'm going to be the next so-and-so. I'm going to meet my husband on Paradise. I'm going to be as successful as Melissa Rycroft or Ali Fedotowski or something like that. They all think that they're the next someone. And I mean, some of them do better than others. I mean, let's face it. There is a pecking order when it comes to the show. And it's usually based on how long you last, like outside of grocery, Joe, who really hit the jackpot being a guy who got eliminated night one. And then, you know, got the perks that he did, uh, getting a girlfriend on paradise and then getting dance with the stars and then touring with them. He's the exception, not the rule. Uh, but now that Joe has done it, being a night one eliminatee, I guarantee there are going to be people coming down the pipe in the future seasons that are like, yeah, I'm not going to eliminate episode one, but I'm going to try and milk this for all I can. Look what happened to Grocery Joe. It happened to him. Why can't it happen to me? And it's just the wrong mindset to take because it's probably not going to happen to you. One of the things I do really love about the show now, which I did not enjoy in previous seasons, is that now it's okay for you to come from a really screwed up family. Right. Like in the first first, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 seasons, you wanted to be a demure girl who you know looked a certain way and you came from a perfect family and they would go to visit your family and everybody or your parents absolutely had to be married and your siblings had to throw their arms around you the minute you walk through the door. And there were always crosses, you know, on on the bookcase, you know, behind the dining room table. And now it's OK to have a really screwed up de- dad or mom like Demi's mom's getting out of prison I love Dean because his father wore the weird wizard costume and had like some strange name like those those families I really appreciate because most of us do not come from normal families so I say lean into your crazy parents bring them on the show because it's making the show a lot better Let's take a break real quick Got a couple sponsors to talk to you about first off starting with brilliant earth Create your own custom engagement ring from a variety of ethically sourced diamonds, gemstones, metal types, and settings at all. BrilliantEarth.com. Brilliant Earth offers custom engagement rings, wedding rings, vintage rings, as well as earrings, bracelets, and necklaces with exclusive unique designs you can't find anywhere else. Their master jewelers bring to life designs from award-winning designers with exceptional quality and craftsmanship. Brilliant Earth is the global leader in ethically sourced fine jewelry. They go above and beyond the current industry standards to offer beyond conflict-free diamonds along with fine jewelry crafted from recycled precious metals. Brilliant Earth also donates 5% of the profits to help build a brighter future in communities impacted by the jewelry industry. To ensure a stress-free purchasing experience, Brilliant Earth offers free shipping and returns on all U.S. orders as well as flexible payment options. I was able to give some to my friend. She loved them. It wasn't an engagement ring, obviously, but it was from their collection. And it was jewelry that it's everyday jewelry, but it's something that you easily can look at it and be like, wow, I paid this for that. So check it out just in time for Valentine's Day. If you purchase an engagement ring, you will also receive a complimentary pair of gorgeous diamond stud earrings. To see terms for the special offer and to shop all of Brilliant Earth's selections, go to BrilliantEarth.com slash Steve. That's BrilliantEarth.com slash Steve. Also want to talk to you about the FitPlan app. We all know there are tons of workout apps out there. i got to tell you about FitPlan. It's changing the personal training game. 
The new year has started. I'm into my new routine, and it's working well. With FitPlan, you get step-by-step personal training from the world's top fitness experts like Kim Kardashian's trainer, Fit Girl Mel, bodybuilding legend Michael Hearn, and the Belfy queen herself, Jen Selter. When you want to build a bigger physique, slim and tone your body, or sculpt your assets, FitPlan has over 50 personal training programs to help you gain muscle, shred fat, and get the definition you've always wanted for real this time. Haven't hit the gym in a while? Get back in the game with training plans designed to turn you into a pro. More of an on-the-go workout person, FitPlan's got minimal equipment and equipment-free plans they can do at home, outdoors, or really anywhere you got a little space. And best part is, you get this all for as low as $8.99 a month. FitPlan is giving you, Reality Steve listeners, 30 days free. Just visit fitplanapp.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code Steve. That's fitplanapp.com slash subscribe, promo code Steve. Let's get back to Kate Casey. Uh, I do want to get into something you mentioned earlier about your stand-up career. I have how how often are you doing stand-up? Where are you doing it? And just out of curiosity, because I'm a huge fan of stand-up. I've had Heather on the show. I've had uh, uh, Sarah Colonna on the show. I'm trying to think of somebody else in the stand-up world that I had. I've uh, been trying to get Nikki Glaser on forever, uh, but um, she said she'd do it. But I know she's a busy woman. Tell us a little bit about your stand-up career. So I just decided one year, I'm going to, it was January 1st. I said my new year's resolution is to try stand up. And February 1st, I did an open mic night. And by May I was performing at the improv. So I just always felt like I would which, be, wait, which one Irvine improv, Irvine improv. I, okay. I felt, I always knew that I just had enough weird life experience. Like I come from a really weird family that it was enough material that I could do something with it. So of all the things I do, I feel it's actually the easiest thing to do. Um, and I performed wherever I can, when I can. But as you can imagine with a lot of little kids, it's it's not so easy. So um, I do what I, I do when I can. And if I have something upcoming, I, I let people know. But I, since I have a newborn, it's been a little bit harder. Yeah. But in some sense, I'm like, well, you could just listen to my podcast every week. And you can kind of get a sense of it anyway. <laughs> is your stand-up all local down in Orange County in L.A., no, or are you no. traveling? No, I can travel, yeah. Oh, okay. But, you know, I have had a child every two years, so it yes. kind of complicates things. Yeah. Um, I haven't I haven't heard your stand-up, but is your – would you call your stand-up – I mean, I haven't heard it, but I will go out on a limb and guess that your stand-up probably revolves around a lot of family and kid stuff, or you don't talk about Steve, that at all? You would be wrong. No, it's a little bit of everything. Okay. It's um, I talk about um, you know the what how annoyed I get when I'm invited to a party only to find out you know they're selling sex toys in some sort of like multi level marketing pyramid scheme. Or I talk about getting married, um, having kids. Um, it, it runs the gamut. I also touch on reality shows. Um, what I love about reality shows. What I hate about reality shows. So if you come, especially if you're a couple. It is a poo-poo platter of comedy, so you okay. will you will feel included. Especially like if you haven't had children, don't even worry about it because I, I talk about other stuff. That's like in my own life, people think I want to just talk about my kids all the time. I'm like, trust me, I'm around kids all the time. Let's talk about something else. I just figure they give you so much material that you could probably do a whole set on your on your kids and the things that they do and the stories that you've. 
They do, but you know who's even more interesting are like my other relatives, like my father, who I reconnected with when I was like 32 years old, and the fact that he speaks with an Irish accent, even though he's from Philadelphia, like it's the stuff like that. He's so weird. And that's why I love shows that like reality shows like The Bachelor, who like Dean's father, for example, who is a complete embarrassment. I thought to myself, why are you embarrassed? This guy is a treasure. You will never be forgotten. You will live in bachelor infamy by allowing us to see this part of your family. Yeah, I guess he's popular because of, and not forgettable because he had a father on that show that we've never seen before when someone had a hometown date. But I guess he was more bothered by the whole aspect of his father wasn't really in his life once. Yeah, but who couldn't, who couldn't relate to that? Who doesn't have some weird relative that they are hoping to God now I'm on a reality show. I really hope that my weird cousin who, you know, was in prison doesn't, you know, try to do some interview with In Touch Weekly. Yeah, I guess so. Um, maybe maybe just some of them don't think about that going into it. Maybe Dean just I like I don't know how familiar Dean was with the franchise going into the show because they do sometimes prey on the naive and people that aren't fans and they're like, oh, why don't you come on our show and you know, watch a couple episodes before you come on, but they don't follow. And that's where you kind of have to almost feel not sorry for the people, but it's almost like, look, this show has been on 16 years and Colton season is now the 37th season they've produced. If you don't know what you're getting into by now, it's almost like, sorry, we, we can't help you. Uh, you, you should know by now what you're getting into. And well, you know what? I went to a casting one time and I brought at that time I had four kids. So I put the the fourth one in a baby Bjorn and I went onto the casting and I jumped in line as if I was really interested in finding long and lasting love. And what I found was this. Most of the contestants were about 22, 23 years old and they looked to be somebody who wanted to be a model or model adjacent. Yeah. And if they were not 22 or 23, they were like an easy 34 and they wore a jumpsuit and they had uh, a spray tan and hair extensions. There's nothing in between. <laughs> so it, I think that um, at this point, if you are signing up from the show, your, your ulterior motive is to get some sort of platform so that you can have a career either as a television host or as an influencer so that you can get deals with Tommy T. For sure. And if you are really showing up because you believe that you will find long-lasting love, you need to be examined by a therapist because there's no way in hell that's going to happen. And even when I watch the season, the two passion contestants, I'm like, those are two girls who want to do some sort of hosting job on a travel show fighting over a guy who will probably end up as the host of Cake Wars in about three years. Okay. Yeah, I, your phone got a poor connection during that last answer, but I think that uh, we're good to go now. Uh, if it acts up again, I'll I'll pause it real quick and get you to do it. But um, I, I, I want to move on to a couple a couple other things that uh, that you cover. I don't know. I mean, I know you cover a lot of shows, but where are you in terms of ranking your favorite ones? If like which shows are you most dialed into? I'm guessing it's the Housewives franchise, or no? Well, it kind of changes all the time because, as you know, there's some uh, there's some seasons of The Bachelor where you just think, oh, this is garbage. I can't watch anymore. It's always shifting around for me. So, like, for many years, I loved Real Housewives of Orange County, but it hasn't been my favorite the last couple of years. So, 
it always kind of shifts. And then there are new shows that come on the air. Like there's a, there's a Mexican dynasty show that's coming on Bravo, which I'm sure I'm going to be really interested in. Um, so it changes kind of like week to week, like this week, I'm really into celebrity big brother. Uh, but you know, next week it might be temptation Island. So I can't really say there's like my favorite show. Uh, but you know, there's some that I always will check into every season and bachelor is definitely one of those. But I also like, I consider myself an expert on real house housewives, uh, probably Vanderpump rules, but I know a lot of these TLC shows like sister wives. I know way too much about those kind of shows too. <laughs> In terms of the housewives franchise, I, is Orange County your favorite city? In no, no, absolutely not. New York. New York. Tried and true. They perform at a varsity level. Absolutely. But like Real Housewives of Potomac, that's like an, that's like an eighth grade team. Yeah. Orange County used to be varsity, then it was JV, and now it's basically like a freshman team. Hmm. Yeah, see, I have never watched any of the housewives franchises except for when Dallas came out because I'm in Dallas. I watched seasons one and two. I had, I never watched three, but I have, I looked at my DVR the other day and I still have all 17 episodes still saved on my DVR. Whether or not I ever get to those 17 is a different question. Um, I did ask somebody to kind of give me, um, a cliff notes version of what happened in season three. And I think I might just use that as my knowledge as we, yeah, we had into I, season four, I guess I'm assuming there's I, gonna be season four. I would recommend that, but I'd also suggest that you take a spin with uh, love after lockup. You just need to watch like one episode. If you watch 90 day fiance, I would go back to previous seasons because this last season was absolute garbage, but I would say like season two, 90 day fiance is a treasure. It, it should go in the national archives. I just, I, I can't, <laughs> I like can't add any more shows to my DVR. Um, if I do, it, it's something I can get caught up on maybe during the summer, but like right now is my busy time and I just don't have a lot of time to get caught up on other shows, but I always keep my door open and I will take that um, into consideration. If you had to rank your top five shows if you want to do them in order great but of all the reality shows that you watched five that you definitely couldn't do without do without or would be pissed if they got canceled or went off the air what would they be um all right so we're, i'm gonna go back to the beginning of reality tv so if, if somebody said to me i've never watched reality television can you give me a couple shows that will kind of get my feet wet i'm gonna these are the ones that i want you to watch Old School Real World, first two seasons, for sure. Mm -hmm. There's another show called My Big Fat Obnoxious Fiance. It was on Fox. Yeah. I don't know, maybe like 12 years ago. I you will pee that. your pants. Yeah. You'll pee your pants. That is a fantastic show. I like Long Lost Family on TLC, which is where they take people who are looking for an estranged relative, like they were placed for adoption or they want to track down like a sister that disappeared. That's a great one. You're, you will ball your face off like every episode. Um, a Real Housewives of New York. I'm going to say either the Kelly Ben Simone season where she had a meltdown over jelly beans on an island is fantastic. Or last year's season of New York is also fantastic. There's a whole episode where they're on a boat in Columbia and you, they all thought they might die. So that's really great TV and... 
I don't know. That's hard to say. Celebrity Big Brother last year was, last season was pretty good. And I think that this one, this one might be one for the books too. Yeah, see, I've never watched Big Brother either, but I did watch Celebrity Big Brother. And I mean, I'm very well aware of how Big Brother works. I just never watched a season. I've never even watched an episode just because it takes too much commitment. And I, I just, I can't dedicate three nights a week to one reality show. But I did for Celebrity Big Brother the first season only because I knew it was only going three weeks long. Even though it was three days a week most of the time, I knew I only had three weeks to invest, not a whole summer uh, like I think Big Brother does sometimes. So uh, I recorded last night's episode. I have not watched uh, the premiere uh, from last night yet, but uh, I'm definitely watching season two. Seems like an interesting cast, but I'll definitely get into that. I just... Again, it's just another show. Like I said, I, it's, it was tough to get into Big Brother, and I, I've heard about the characters throughout the years. Like I, I know the names of some of the characters. I know some of the things that they did. And then, of course, you got some uh, Big Brother Bachelor crossover this season with Pauly hanging out with Demi. Um, you know, and then everything that happened with Pauly and Danielle. I, you know. I didn't know Pauly from a hole in the wall until he started dating Danielle. And then everyone, like I told Pauly when he came on the podcast, when you started dating Danielle and it became public, I got five emails about you within 10 minutes of what a misogynistic pig you were. And I, they couldn't believe Danielle was with you. And I don't know anything about his past from Big Brother, but everything I have heard has been ultra negative. And then he went on to do whatever he did. The challenge, yeah. Challenges. He did X on the Beach where he made himself look like a fool as well. This stuff that he pulled on Danielle and and and, and Cara. I mean, it's just he is what he is. Um doesn't seem like he wants to own it, but um Well listen, I don't know why people are surprised. Chances are if the person that you're dating was on X's on the beach and on the challenge, yeah. you're really not setting yourself up for a long and lasting love, that's for sure. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I wish Kara would listen, uh, Kara would listen to reason, but you know, it's her life. She's going to do what she wants. One last ad for you here, ladies. I want to talk to you about third love. Obviously I don't wear bras, but third love is an excellent bra company with tagless labels, ultra soft fabric, signature half cup sizing and straps that won't slip. Third love, hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. Just answer a few simple questions via their Fit Finder quiz. Find your perfect fit in less than a minute. Also helps you identify your breast size and shape and finds the styles that fit your body. And because Third Love takes its customer input seriously, they recently launched their most requested style, cotton t-shirt bras and cotton underwear. The result is a line of incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable bras and underwear you'll want to wear every day. But if you don't love your bra, returns and exchanges are free and they're easy. My friend did this. She said she loved the personal styling quiz to figure out what size she actually is. She never had a bra fit so well and be so comfortable at the same time. She also really loved the different style options that they have, which are many. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com Steve now to find your perfect fitting bra. Again, 15% off your first purchase, that's thirdlove.com slash Steve for 15% off today. Now, let's get back to Kate Casey, uninterrupted for the remainder of the podcast. 
Okay, I want to uh, let's talk about the Bachelor a little bit. Let's talk about uh, Colton's season. Now, how it sounds like you are a long, a long standing fan of the Bachelor franchise. Have you followed it from the from the outset? Did you take did you follow it from the outset and then take a few seasons off and then come back, or have you been there since the beginning? I started watching season one. There was a girl that I grew up with who was a contestant on the Alex Michelle season. So it was super creepy. Oh. And then the only episodes that I sort of dipped out, I, after Jason Mesnick, I got really pr- pissed off. So I dipped out for the Juan Pablo, Ari, and a half of Emily Maynard season. But then I came back strong and I've been a tried and true since. I, every week I recap the show with Jenny McCarthy. Mm-hmm. So I've been, um, you know, watching it for the last couple seasons. I have to say some of my favorite guests on my show have come from The Bachelor. Like Melissa Rycroft was a really great guest. And I loved it because she really kind of gave the real perspective. Sometimes the best guests are people that were on the show many years ago. Oh, because yeah, because they, have, they have nothing to lose. They, they have on, nothing to lose. Yeah. And their contract doesn't... Um, doesn't dis you know allows them to be a little bit more honest. So I I love when I was talking to her. For example, she said, "Yeah, I, I I'm like, did you even know what he did for a living? She had no idea what he did for a living. All the conversations were surface. When she went to the house that they, you know, did the hometown date, she realized afterwards there were no photos anywhere. And then she finds out it wasn't even his house. She gets home, they have nothing to talk about on the telephone. I, mean, I just think that that's a, a window into what this. What these contestants go, you know, what their lives are like now. Like, okay, once Colton gets back home and he talks to his fiance on the phone, like, what do they actually talk about? Because you can't talk about real stuff on the show. You can't talk about, like, your politics, how much is in your bank account, what you feel about, like, Chinese economic policy, your retirement account, your weird relatives, you know, whether or not you're a hoarder. You can't cover any of those things on the show. (laughs) No, you can't. And if you do, it's not being shown anyway, because it's that's not interesting to the public. They want to show when Colton is talking to one of the women, they want to show, uh, does she have any beef with anybody else in the house? And is she talking catty about anybody else? Like, that's what they care to show. Um, as for Colton, uh, just question before we move forward. Do you know the spoilers or no? I do. Of course I know the spoilers. Okay. Of course. Okay, so you are spoiler- you are not spoiler free, but okay. So you're aware of the spoilers. So before we get into any of, of, of that part of it, I want to ask coming out of Becca's season, where were you in terms of who you wanted as the bachelor? Did you want Blake? Did you want Colton? Did you want Jason or neither? I wanted, I wanted Jason because I love the fact that his brother looked like, uh, Andrew Kananen from the Versace murders murder miniseries. That's why you wanted that, Jason as the bachelor. Yes, I thought that, that he was much more interesting and his brother has a partner. I just felt like that was something that we needed on television where, where people who had much more interesting families. Hmm. I felt like, um, Blake was a little bit too boring. Hmm. I, I did like the backstory of his parents and how his mom had the affair with somebody at the high school. That was interesting. But I also felt like this guy's never going to leave his hometown, much like Ari. Like, they they just love where they live. They're never going to live beyond that. So he wasn't interesting enough for me. I did not like Colton because I feel like everything that Colton does is is 
it's like it's like a commercial for his brand. Yeah. I don't really know who he is as a person. I don't know what keeps him up at night. I think he just laughs at everything. None of the answers that he gives about his sexuality or not his sexuality, but being a virgin. I mean, yeah, and not, it, it just doesn't make any sense. I just don't really get a sincere feeling from him. And I also felt like when he was a contestant that it seemed, and I, this again, I'm using my degree in armchair psychology. It felt like his father or his parents were sort of coaching him on like, this is what you need to do in order to get an own spinoff. Like you want to be the bachelor. This is what you need to be doing. So, um, I'm just not invested in the way that I think I would have been invested with Jason. I also like it when somebody is a little bit older, they've had some work experience under their belt. I don't like it if their career is like, I'm a content creator. You know, it's like, what the hell does that mean? So I want to see somebody who's lived a little bit of a life, has a really interesting backstory, interesting people in their circle of friends. Otherwise, it's hard for me to get fully invested. I can't say I disagree with any of that. I mean, that's pretty much my been my opinion of Colton since the second he signed up on Becca's season. This is exactly what he was after. Um, and, I mean, I get why they cast him as The Bachelor. Like, his backstory has nothing to do with his personal life backstory. His backstory, as they sell him as The Bachelor, is look what he went through with Becca and then on to Tia. And he's but he a, didn't. And he's a virgin. He, he didn't really go any through anything with Becca. Well, nobody, like, I, nobody really does, but yeah, they can still not, say he, they, he had heartbreak with Becca, you know, that, I mean, that's a stretch of the imagination. Well, of they probably had a five minute conversation. She said, you know, you're just not my type. And I find you incredibly boring. And that was it. I, there, there's like no real love story there. And the way that he's kind of, you know, continuing that fake love story is sort of annoying. I also, just I just find like every date I'm trying to understand like how is he branding himself like the date with Elise was like I'm you know I'm so charitable I have this foundation he's he's plugging his charity every moment he can I didn't understand the pirate um, date how that fits into his brand of course the third one was like a workout so he wants people to know I have a charity I like to work out all the time. I don't know what the next date's going to be. It's going to be like, um, you know, I'm an influencer. I like to wear khaki pants that I peg at the ankles. Like, I don't really understand that part of it. Yeah, he is like one of these things where when this show is over, what does he do to earn money? Like, how do you get, and I'm not talking about this show and the money he makes for being The Bachelor. What do you do to every two weeks or once a month receive money into your bank account? What do you get paid to do? And right now, I can't pinpoint anything that he does to make money if it's not an, if it's not something about a product or something related to this show. And look, I understand that you can make money off product now and you can quit whatever job you may have had to do that full time. There are plenty of contestants that have done this. I just find it very shallow and I find it very short-sighted that these people don't realize, you know, five years ago, we never thought that you would ever be able to, nobody ever thought like, hey, in five years from now, in 2018, 2019, you're going to be able to make money off Instagram where you just post something and because you have X amount of followers, you'll be able to make money off that somewhere in upwards of sometimes fifteen to 20000 for one post. Five years from now, it's going to be something else. We know it. We don't know what it is, but it's going to be something else. Just like five years ago, it ended up being Instagram now. I just think these people are very short-sighted when it comes to that, and I don't think I they think ahead at all. I'm going to say he 
completes this, he goes on to write a book for a Christian publishing company about saving himself. Um, and then he goes on a speaking tour for about a year. He goes to Christian I, I, universities. Oh, okay. I was going to say, speaking? This guy? This guy has five word yeah, sentences. No, but somebody, yeah, somebody will write a speech for him. It'll be like a 10-minute talk. He'll get a bunch of money from places like that. And then he's going to parlay that into some sort of hosting job on the Food Network. And he's going to do food shows relating to families or kids. So it'll be like Colton, uh, host of the Cupcake Wars. <laughs> wow, you've got you've got Colton's life planned out for him, Kate. That's awesome. I had never then, thought of that. And then he will not he won't get married. He'll be single forever. And everybody will wonder why it never happened. But I think he's too consumed by his vanity to get married to anybody. Yeah, I, I agree. He's certainly not getting married to, you know, the woman we know he chooses. So um, just real quick, how are you? How good are you on time here? Um, I have like five more minutes. Okay. All right, we're going to rip through some of these final 10, which I end every uh, call with uh, a final 10. Uh, but these are going to be really quick, so we'll get through these as quick as we can. All right, question number one. What is your favorite guilty pleasure 80s TV show? You want to, you can include 90s if you want as, as well. Oh, God. I don't really watch any of those shows. I, have too, I watch too many reality shows now. I, I would probably say like an old nah, 80s, no. I don't know, maybe like Family Ties. Okay. All right. Um, question number two, your favorite slow song of all time. Maybe it could be your wedding song. Actually, better question. What was your first dance song with your husband at your wedding? Justin Timberlake's Rock Your Body, Swear to God. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought your first song usually is more of a slower, let's yeah, hug on each other to, song. If you go to a normal wedding, but not mine. <laughs> okay. No, that's all right. That's different. All right. Question number three. When you first got married, did you always want a large bundle of kids? Did you think you'd have more? Did you think you'd have less? Or is this something you've always wanted for a while? I always wanted a lot. Um, I This is basically all that I have. I have a sister, but I don't. I have strange relationships with my parents. So some people look at me and are like, okay, that's like over the top. Why do you have five children? But those people probably have cousins and aunts and parents and that they – hang out with all the time. So think of it this way. My children, I'm starting sort of starting at the bottom. I'm creating the family that they can build from so that they can have a big network of relatives. Gotcha. All right. Uh, next question. What reality show did you think you'd like, but didn't and vice versa? Is there one that you thought you'd hate, but you ended up liking? Um, I, I thought that I would like naked and afraid, but it totally creeped me out once I watched it. I just don't really want to watch people with mangled bodies with like mosquito bites all over it and fraying hair. It was just, wasn't what I thought it would be. Um, and it really doesn't go into their personalities much. And I thought that somebody would at least make out, but they don't, they're so disgusted by one another by the end of the episode. Hmm. So I'd say that. Um, something that I thought that I would not like, but I ended up liking. You know, I have to say that when I heard about Vanderpump Rules, I thought, I don't know. And then I watched the first two episodes and I thought, I'm all in. And I'm still all into that show. So Vanderpump Rules is a true treasure. 
Okay. Uh, this next one question is filled with eight short questions. It's either one thing or the other. So we'll get through these real quick. Grape or strawberry jelly? Neither. Jelly's revolting. <laughs> Baby shark, yay or nay? All day long. It's in my ears. It haunts my dreams. I hate it all. Rom-com or drama? Rom-com. Target, bring your kids or time to get away? Time to get away. Vacation, domestic or international? Um, I don't go on vacations because I have too many kids. And when oh. I bring my kids, it's actually a trip. So it's not even a vacation. Okay. Uh, Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling? Uh, Ryan Gosling, because I feel like we were separated at birth. We look alarmingly similar. <laughs> Chris Pratt or Chris Hemsworth? I think Chris Pratt, because I think he's funny, although he's kind of creeping me out the way he's engaged now, and he keeps posting about fasting. I don't know. It's, it's all creeping me out. Yeah. Uh, and then Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas? Um. Okay. Halloween, no, because I, I feel like there are too many girls that dress up. They make their Halloween costumes slutty, and I don't enjoy that. I think you should just be something funny and leave it at that. Thanksgiving, I hate all the Thanksgiving food. I think it's disgusting. So I'm going to go with Christmas. <laughs> all right. And last thing, um, who were some of your idols growing up in the writing, comedy, acting world? Like as being a stand-up, you have to have patterned yourself after somebody or somebody you liked growing up. Gilda Radner is my hero forever. And I love John Hughes, who wrote all of those great movies, 16 yeah. Candles, etc. Yes. Um, and I love the old Saturday Night Live crew. So I love Gilda is my true hero, but I love Bill Murray and I love Martin Short. Well, congratulations. You have completed the final 10, even though it wasn't 10. I took a few questions out and uh, thank you, uh, Kate, for coming on the podcast. Everyone can listen to Kate on the reality life with Kate Casey. It comes out every are you Thursday like me. It's released every it's Thursday? Like, it's Thursday at midnight. So it usually, basically people usually listen Friday morning. And then we have a really good Facebook group. So you can join that, Reality Life with Kate Casey. Just put it in the search button. And we, we talk about all reality shows. So if you're looking for a show, everybody has awesome recommendations. And we pick apart different shows. It's fun. All right, perfect. Kate, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. I love you. You got it. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, thank you very much to Kate for doing that. We had about 45 minutes, so we were on a time crunch there. There was other stuff I wanted to get to about Colton's season, but then when I looked at the clock, I realized, oh boy, we're getting close to her having to go. So uh, I appreciate her coming on. I've been on Kate's podcast, I think, gosh, three or four times, and this is the first time I've had her on, on mine. I know she uh, covers a lot of shows. I know a lot of you listening to this right now listen to Kate's podcast, so just wanted to give you a little bit of that. I appreciate her coming on, giving us her thoughts on Colton's season, and she's pretty much dead on, uh, uh, or I agree with with her um, assessment of Colton and where he's at in his life and where he's at with this season and how he acts on this show. Uh, just it seems way too scripted for me. Uh, even though we know the show is not scripted in terms of here, memorize these lines, uh, we know that there is a certain way that producers want you to act, and it seems like Colton is just going along with it. So uh, that'll do it for Kate Casey. As you know, we have a second part of the podcast now every week for the next 10 weeks or so where we recap the just-aired episode of Temptation Island, which airs Tuesday nights on USA at 10, 9 central. 
So let's get to it. Episode two recap with Casey Campbell. Okay, let's bring her in. Uh, You know her. She is Casey Campbell. She is one half of the Casey and Evan couple on Temptation Island. Back for episode two recap. Casey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Interesting episode last (laughs) night. We got some, uh, we certainly starting to dive into the drama as you guys had your first date. So let's, uh, (laughs) let's kind of start at the beginning of the episode. Um, The women and the men, obviously you leave your significant other for the first time and you made a comment that you noticed that the women the temptresses or whatever we're calling them are very confident and your guy is hot. So of course they're going to go after him. Uh, Did, did, did you think that the temptresses were more confident than the, the guys that you were dealing with the tempters, I guess. Oh my gosh. Um, It's so funny that you asked that because yes, as a first impression and like the first, I want to say like few days, definitely. And like, even Evan says in the show, like I'm totally drawn to confidence. Like it's, it's just something that I I'm drawn to. So I was a little bit worried cause I was like, damn, like there's like no like overly confident guys in the house. Um, and the girls were just next level. Like they were on their A game. Yeah. So yes, definitely at first, but I'll say throughout the season, they definitely get better. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, you, when you guys got back to your villa, you got in your PJs and had some drinks with the guys, although it seemed like, I don't know, I got this sense that you guys, if you had your way, you probably would have just called it a night, but this is a TV show and that wouldn't have been very fun. Um, (laughs) I mean, you guys, it seemed like you guys were, I don't know, maybe first time being away from your guys. You're like, wow, this is real. It seemed like you guys had to be talked into, Hey, why don't you guys stay up and hang out with us? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, Katie and I, I feel like we kind of left our guys on a really positive note. So we were, we were cool to hang out. That's why I kind of joke. I'm like, let's pajama and wind it. I'm like trying to get everyone on board but yeah the nicole and shari definitely it was heavy for them i mean it was some real it was some real shit like we're going to be separated for however long over 20 days they're with other girls and now we have to all of a sudden like go drink and party with these like strange men that we just met yeah and pretend like nothing weird is going on and it's an insane situation so yeah we definitely it was awkward. It was like, this is heavy and awkward. And where do we go from here? Pretty much. By the way, I, I called Shari <laughs> Sherry a couple times last week and I guarantee I'll do it again. I know her name is Shari, but when I see S H A R I, I immediately yeah. think Sherry. So I apologize to. Yeah. Everyone Shari. does it. She always tells people she's like, think like sorry with an H. Okay. So <laughs> Shari got it. Uh, I will try yep. and I'm, I should be pretty good at it, but I, I guarantee I'll screw up at some point in the next 10 or 11 weeks. No worries. Um, so, Evan, again, we talked about it last week okay. when he made the comment in his confessional about it just being a ring and or a piece of paper, paper. and a rock and whatnot. Yeah. And then last night, yep. he, he says in a confessional, I love Casey. I want to get down on one knee. I just don't think it's now. 
Um, yeah. How did that sit with you? I mean, again, it's just it's just shocking, like seeing stuff like that. Because yes, we've been exclusive for five years, but ten years with someone, and like you're still not ready, and you're still it's not now. Then, then kind of like when when is it going to be? If ten years hasn't been enough, um, especially going through the types of things that we've been through. I mean, I've been his ride or die for for a long, long, long time. So yeah, seeing that kind of stuff again, it's it's a little bit shocking. It's, um, yeah, it's definitely a little jarring. That's for sure. <laughs> um, when the first dates rolled around, that's what we got last night. I'm assuming the women all talked beforehand about, Hey, I'm going to choose him. So in case you were thinking of choosing him, let me oh, wow. go him with him the like first time. Four girls. Yeah. Yeah. The four, the, you, oh, you God. four women, uh, were you, I mean, did it was it was did, it did we like fight over it or want the same guys yeah i mean at first for that first date <laughs> okay so us um the four of us were super close we even were close at that time even though it was like really soon in the process we kind of all told each other who we were going to pick or like who we always would tell each other who our top three like each date selection we would like get in a little group mm-hmm. like that morning when we were getting ready be like who's your top three like first second and third and then we were all kind of on the same page with it um i kind of screwed katie up though she still jokes about it with me today because my um date selection was before hers and she was gonna pick carlos and then I don't know why, but I just kind of changed my mind at the last second, and I chose Carlos, and it kind of threw the whole date selection off of her. So yeah, she still kind of gives me shit over that today for stealing Carlos. <laughs> okay, so so for oh, so for you, why Carlos first? Why did he stand out to you immediately? Why he? So I really hit it off with a lot of the guys right off the bat. That's just who I am. Um, but he really surprised me because he took me once you like see more than that until we have like a second floor of the house that we had like a ping pong table and place to hang out and stuff and um he took me up there and he was just like you know what I understand what an insane situation this is I have so much respect for you girl and I just want to let you know that no matter what happens whether like we become a thing we date or we're just friends like you'll always have support in me and a friend to me. And that just really stuck out to me. So yeah, he just, I was like, this is a perfect first date. So we go over to Evan's choice and he chooses Brittany. And again, like we mentioned Uh last week, you and Evan are so much, it seems like at least through the first two episodes, very different than the other three couples. Like you guys are almost excited for the other one to experience the other sex. I mean, it's just funny because uh, you said yeah. like after he chose Brittany, you said <laughs> he's going into this with a very mature mindset that makes me proud of him. Um, you know, and then he mm-hmm. said, you know, I, he chose Brittany because she's drawn to confidence and, or um, she said that about you. Like you're drawn to confidence. That's how I yeah. got her. Um, so when he chose yeah. Brittany, were you I know you were fine with it, but were you surprised or when he was like walking towards the women, did you think he was going to pick somebody else? Um, yeah, I actually think I said it. I think I like looked at the call and was like, I think he's going to choose Catherine. Catherine. Yeah, that's um, right. yeah. Cause he, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it later in the episode, but he's definitely drawn to drama and attention. That's definitely been a pattern of his 
So Catherine and her over the top personality, let's say, um, I definitely was worried like he was going to go beeline straight for her and all that drama and cattiness. Um, Cause that's what Evan would have done in the past. Cause he likes that. He, he likes the drama. Um, so when he picked Brittany and she was so like laid back and kind of quiet and just seemed like a real normal girl. And honestly, like if she wasn't trying to date my boyfriend, like we might be able to be friends. I was like, okay, like this maybe shows that he's grown up a little bit and he's not going to get involved in all this nonsense. So that was where I was coming from. If that makes sense. No, it, no, it does. And the, the flip side of you and Evan is <laughs> Shari and Javen because it's just, I mean, the other three couples, you and Evan and Katie and John uh-huh. and Nicole and yep. Carl, when you went to pick your date, you had the decency to, hey, stick out your hand and say, hey, I pick you, come walk with <laughs> yeah. me. Shari and Javen <laughs> were about as distant as they could be with the person that they chose. Yeah. And it was really awkward to watch. Awkward. And it, it's yeah, definitely. It's obvious at this point in the show, Shari is struggling with dating other men and having I other know, women interested it's hard in her. To watch. Yeah, and having other yeah. in, in her boyfriend. And I mean, when you saw that, it had to have been. Did you say anything when you guys got back from that? Like, hey, Shari, you you got to be a little yeah. bit more nice to them, or. I mean, yeah, we, um, I want to say the first like few days, or you'll see how long it took. Um. And what happens but I mean I was genuinely worried about Shari like Shari reminds me of like a younger version of myself honestly um Javen's her first boyfriend her first love like she's been cheated on before she's in a house with a bunch of strange guys she's never met she's never dated um and then there's a bunch of girls that are like really aggressive and in your face I mean not all of them but a good portion of them and she's overwhelmed and yeah I was definitely worried for her I definitely checked in on her tried to like talk her down a lot um and you'll see how it plays out but Shari's amazing and you guys will all see that yeah um, I mean I could like I, I said I was mentioned last week you know that I have seen the first yeah. uh four episodes and yeah you will see Shari uh slowly but surely yeah. start opening up a, a little bit more slowly but surely <laughs> um <laughs> As for Evan, uh, we saw his uh-huh. drama on the first night. I uh, mean, he's got three women. Lord. He's got three women that are after him. I mean, Morgan and Catherine. He goes <laughs> He goes into a confessional with Catherine. Morgan's upset because Catherine tells yeah. Evan in the confessional, Morgan likes you, and then they argue about it, and then he's going oh, on a date with God. Brittany the next day, and it was like, okay, when you watched it all play out, were you like, yeah, this is exactly right up Evan's alley. This is... This is him. He's, yeah. lo- he's loving this, not yeah. actually bothered by it. Yeah, dude. Um, I was, that's exactly how I felt. I was just like, dang, this is very much, this is college Evan. Like, this is, this is great. Like, he has three girls fighting over him. Um, there's a little bit of chaos. People are cussing. We have a date the next morning. She's upset. I mean, it was just like a perfect storm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was fine. I act like that. I don't think ever. <laughs> to be totally honest, <laughs> the funny thing is, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's made a meme of it yet, but. Evan had a perfect, perpetual mouth open, eyes wide look on his face, like literally 
for five straight minutes during <laughs> when all that was going down. I, somebody's got to put that on a meme I by know. now. I know. They have to. They have to. He's literally just like, what have I done? And that's like, that's so evident. Like he just causes the situation and then realizes the situation is like, oh shit, like I got to like take a few steps back. <laughs> like what have, I, what have I done? Yeah. And all these poor girls are just like going nuts. Yeah. And it was really weird because <laughs> all he did was, I mean, he didn't go into a confessional and start hooking up with Catherine. They just went in there together no. and that set somebody else off, which then led to, oh, but I like him and you don't. Yeah. Like, it was so like, it was a, a lot I'm, of drama over nothing, really. It, nothing happened. That's what I'm thinking. It's just like typical girl stuff. It's like he just went in there to talk with her and like be flirty, whatever. And I think maybe some of the girls thought something more was going on, like they were hooking up or like, I don't know, but yeah. it's just, it's a perfect example how girls go from like zero to a hundred over nothing for sure. It's like they were literally just talking in there. <laughs> I don't even know how it got that crazy, but that's girls for you, I guess. So we get to, we get to your date uh, with Carlos or the women's date uh-huh. on the, on the boat. And I, I have a very, very important question watching this uh, again last night <laughs> and Oh, I think this is about as as deep and personal a question I, I can ask you. So, I mean, I'm just going to throw it okay. out there, watching that date. Do it. What color is your hair? Like, I was when I saw okay. you on that date, yes. it was like red. I'm like, wait, she's a redhead? What? I know. <laughs> Dude, I do not know, okay? My hair is like dark blonde, light brown. For whatever reason, on that water with those cameras, it freaking looks red. I don't know. Like, it looks crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. But, yes, my hair is, like, dark blonde. Your hair was red, and then the bun that was on top of your head that you would put the rest of your blonde. hair in was blonde. I was like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. yeah it was no. bizarre. So many people on Twitter were asking me that. They're like, yo, so when did Casey go from <laughs> blonde to red? Like, you're telling me. Like, I'm wondering what I did, too. Yeah. No, I, I noticed that. So, yeah, so that was my thing. So your date with Carlos uh, seemed oh, to go well. Um, we, we saw a little bit of your conversation. It seemed to, uh, it, I guess, seemed to go yeah. well. I didn't see anything negative about it. Uh, is there any more you can share yeah, about no, that date? Yeah, it was a great date. Um, anything more that I want to share? I mean, it was a great date. Like, Carlos, I was nervous. Like, I've, like I said, I haven't dated a lot, but I have gone on dates in the past, and I've gone on bad dates. So I was definitely nervous. Um because it's the first date. Like, I just met him, like, a day ago. But we had a blast. We had really good conversation. I mean, they didn't show it, but, like, we kept jumping off the boat together. He did a bunch of backflips. I think you guys saw the one that he messed up on, but he did redeem himself. Yeah. Um, and then I love snorkeling. Snorkeling is, like, one of my favorite things to do in the ocean. So, yeah, it was a blast. But also, one thing about the date I did want to say, yeah. of course, they don't show this, Um the water when we went snorkeling like you guys can't tell it was insane like none of us could swim it was like huge waves going over our heads all of us were on floaties like literally dying and then i think four of us got seasick like throwing up seasick oh so it looked fun but yeah it was it was pretty wild everybody was sick and everybody was drowning you said something (laughs) on the boat in your confessional about you were pissed at yourself because you felt like you hadn't yeah. been patient enough with Evan. Explain that. I know. I hate it. Um, I think what, honestly, as the season goes on, we'll talk more about this. But 
I think what happened is I was so adamant in just like 10 years, like it's time to take the next step, like giving ultimatums, all that nonsense. And then I'm here in this situation doing like really romantic dates and excursions with these guys that I just met. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like I could be the past 10 years with like, what am I doing putting us in this situation? And I guess I'm kind of blaming myself. Like, I guess that's my nerves. I'm just like, what have I done? But no, I still stand on the fact that I definitely don't need to be more patient. <laughs> so yeah. I think that was my mindset. I'm just nervous. Situation is really crazy. So the episode ends as every episode will end uh, with the bonfires. And last night we yeah. saw the guys' first bonfire where they get clips of of you. Yeah women on the island and choose to either share it or watch alone. It, it looks like just based on these first few episodes that I, I don't know if there's ever going to be a bonfire where someone does it privately. It seems like you guys are all close enough where uh-huh. you want to share, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Evan sees you. Yeah. Uh, the video he sees of you is just uh, you and Wynn speaking and talking yeah. to each other back at the villa. <laughs> it was pretty harmless. Evan seemed to take it in stride other than just seeing his girlfriend with another man yeah. obviously makes him a little bit jealous and, None of us want to see that, yeah. but it seemed like what he saw was very tame. When you saw last night yeah. what he saw, were you like, oh, okay, that was, I'm fine with that. Yeah, like I, um, yeah, I definitely wasn't worried uh, my first bonfire for what he was going to see because he knows me better than anyone, and I'm very social. Like, literally, I can just get along with anyone within five minutes, and you're my best friend, so him seeing me with Wynn like that, like, yeah, he's holding my hand, like, guiding me to go sit down, but that's just me. I would do that with a friend. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I wasn't worried at all. I definitely knew there's no way he was going to see anything that was bad. Unfortunately, it was time for the women's bonfire, and we yep. we only, uh, we we only saw the first one, which they started with Shari because they knew – well, I don't know if they yep. knew what was going to happen. Although, today, to this day, I mean – Mark Wahlberg said it at the time. I'm sure a lot of fans watching last night were was, what was she so upset at? Because I was confused at what was bothering yeah. her so much. Was there something that, like what we were shown That's on TV what of what she saw? What, what, what she was shown, okay. what, what we were shown on TV, what she saw, was there more to it or no? Yeah. Oh. So let's chat about that. Because I definitely, I was literally texting her in our like group chat last night about this. So, first off, you guys were able to watch, like, as viewers, the whole episode. So, you guys got context. I think that's the most important thing that viewers need to know about the bonfires is you guys got context. You guys got to see, like, it was just a little handhold, and he took his hand away, and then he, like, went straight to bed. For us in bonfires, it's literally a 15 to 20-second clip with absolutely no context at all. Like, you don't know what happened before. You don't know what happened after. Um, sorry, my boss. Uh, you don't know what happened before. You don't know what happened after. Yeah. And it's literally shocking. Like, in the clip that she saw, you didn't see that she just, like, barely, he just barely touched her hand and then went to bed. All she saw was Javen in a confessional freaking out, apologizing, like, I'm so sorry, baby girl. I don't know what I did. I don't know how I took it to this point. And then click, video off, no context, and her imagination just went wild. Yeah. And I think 
when it's your first love and your first boyfriend and there's all these aggressive girls and you're already on edge, seeing like a little 15 second clip like that with no context can literally make you go crazy. And that's what it did. It scared the shit out of her. A hundred percent. Yeah. It was definitely a video that, um, when we saw it, we saw Javen apologizing, but then we never under. I didn't understand what Javen was apologizing for because there was nothing that's that what, did happen. And, exactly, and that's kind of what us girls told her afterwards. Um, behind the scenes stuff, we were all just like, "Shari, you got to understand. Like, it's out of context. Like, you don't know what happened before. You don't know what happened after. You don't know what he's talking about. It could be about anything. Like, it doesn't mean that he actually like." hooked up with her took it too far like you just gotta stay calm because that's exactly right like we don't even know what he did at that point you know yeah and that was how the episode ended last night with with shari's uh confessional that obviously they wanted to end it on a dramatic note and um and that was how they did it so let's get to a few uh let's everyone Let's end this with a few uh, reader uh, reader questions that I got. Some on Twitter, some emailed me. So okay. the first one I got, someone asked, awesome. did you and Evan try couples therapy before going on this show? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's actually a good question. Um, no. And actually, I mean, I've talked about, like, me and Evan, like, going to therapy, like, individually in the past. I believe in therapy. Um, Evan, not so much. It's not really his thing. He. Mm. He doesn't. He doesn't really believe in it, to be honest. So no, we did not try couples therapy before. But I guess that would have been a healthier decision. <laughs> Island. So I feel you on that. Um, another reader had a couple questions. The first one was: Is Temptation Island similar to The Bachelor in the cast has to provide their own outfits? Girls have to do their own hair and makeup, etc. Oh wow. Um, so that's like, uh, so yes, we have our own outfits. Like we brought our own clothes. Um, with that said, if there was a specific look that they really wanted us in, they would purchase an outfit for us specifically. Okay. And we did have like a makeup and hair lady on set. She didn't actually do our hair and makeup. We did it, but she would touch us up throughout the day. And then, um, for anything that we did, whether it be like a date selection, um, an actual date, um, anything we would have to pick three outfits and like producers would come in pick which one was their favorite take pictures and then it was decided like what we were wearing gotcha. so yeah we, we kind of provided it but it was definitely strict and they definitely had like a certain look that they wanted us all to be at all times for sure the second question they had was were her and evan approached about the show or did they apply to be on it i don't know if we ever went over this last uh, week yeah, I don't really know the answer. To yeah, that I don't think so. Um, so I was actually approached. Um, me, Evan, and I, we went on a date night with some couple friends of ours to Magic Castle in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I posted a picture the next day, and I got a DM on Instagram from like a casting agent who's like, "Hey, you guys are a beautiful couple. You guys seem like so close. Um, like, here's the show. Bona Jay is going to be producing it." Da 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 da. I totally thought it was a scam. Like, I literally almost declined the message and I just did a quick Google search and it was all legit. And yeah, that's how it went. But no, we did not apply. I have never, I never thought in a million years I would be on a reality show and same with Evan. Like it's so crazy. It just, it just happened. Gotcha. And then the final question was asked on Twitter. I think I can, I'll answer this for you because this isn't really, Okay. it's something that just wasn't shown last night. Um, 
they asked, we got to see yeah. all the guys' clips except for Evans, so we know. So we as viewers know the context. Were you happy okay. with the clip they showed? Oh, wait, no, sorry. That was the wrong one. Um, uh, <laughs> that was the wrong one. Uh, sorry, I can't remember where it was. Anyway, I think someone asked. Uh-huh. Um, but we, basically, you just you answered that one earlier when you talked about the clip that Evan saw. So that yeah. one was definitely answered. Um, someone did ask. Yeah. I should have written it down or saved it. But someone did ask me, um, what about the clip that you get to see of Evan? Are we going to see that? And I can say that, yes. Um, oh, yeah. That'll People be... are going nuts about that on Twitter and in my DMs on Instagram. But it will for sure be next episode, our three clips. Yeah. Every episode is going to end with a bonfire. Now, last night they showed yeah. they got through all four guys, but they only did one of the women. That just means that the next episode yeah. will start with the other three yes. women's bonfire videos. And I can tell you that it does happen again in the in the future, in future episodes yeah. where it doesn't necessarily end with you see all eight bonfire videos. Uh, they they like to yeah they like to use a clip to give kind of a cliffhanger and um you know draw draw you in and, for another uh, week. In our very own case, you <laughs> might be involved in one of those in the future episodes. So. Anyway, um, it's, uh, but Casey, thank you very much for, for coming on recapping episode number two of temptation Island. And, uh, we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Thank you again to Casey for that. Really appreciate it. Also, thank you to Kate Casey. Uh, Casey's on this show this week. Uh, thank you to Kate Casey for coming on earlier and being the podcast guest this week. And wrapping it up with a Temptation Island 2 Episode 2 recap with Casey Campbell. Don't forget this podcast brought to you by Brilliant Earth. It's the global leader in ethically sourced fine jewelry. Create your own custom engagement ring or choose from their unique designs made by master jewelers and enjoy the free shipping on all U.S. orders. From now until February 3rd, you'll receive a complimentary pair of diamond studs with the purchase of an engagement ring. To see terms for this special offer and to shop all of Brilliant Earth's selections, go to BrilliantEarth.com slash Steve. So thanks again to Kate Casey and Casey Campbell for coming on. As we talk about with Temptation Island, this thing's going to start to heat up. There hasn't been any physical cheating yet through the first two episodes, but obviously you can see some emotional connections being made, and we know there's going to be cheating going forward. And I just like Casey's refreshing take on everything. I mean, you've seen the first two episodes. If you have, Casey and Evan just seem different than the other three couples in terms of what they are going on that show for. Like, they're so open to the experience. Could I do it? Never in a million years. But to hear her talk about it and to hear her talk about where her and Evan were in their relationship and what they agreed on going into this thing, I mean, I guess... Props to them, because not a lot of couples would probably do something like this. But uh, we'll be back here next week, and she'll be back here next week, uh, recapping episode three. She'll be at the end of every podcast until the finale, which I cannot wait for. I have no idea what happens with these couples. I don't want to know. But that finale podcast, that final podcast with her is going to be a doozy, I'm guessing, because I've got a lot of questions either way, whether they stay together or whether they end up breaking up. I've got questions either way for her already. So uh, listen for her every week here on the podcast. As for our regular podcast guest next week, I don't know who it is yet. Uh, we'll try and find somebody to to come on the podcast. So thank you all for tuning in. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. It is much appreciated. 
It certainly helps with the podcast. It helps with the advertisers. It helps with rankings, with which in turn helps with other things. So please do that. Also, if you want to be a part of the He Said, She Said podcast, episode 15. Episode 14 just aired this past Tuesday. And episode 15 will be in two weeks. So if you want to be a part of that or a future episode, drop me a line. Drop Ashley Spivey a line. DM us, email us, whoever you want to reach us. Let us know what times on your end. Let us know the best times you can to record, and we'll work something out. And tell us, obviously, your situation that you're dealing with and what you want to talk about. So that'll do it for podcast number 113 with Casey and Casey Campbell. I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See you.